experiencing a small contained faith? Tired of settling for less? Well, this podcast is going to help you live out your faith in a spacious room. Because you were made for bigger things. Well, hello and welcome to this week's Spacious Room Leaders Talk episode and it's about being prepared to take a stand and laying your needs down for the sake of others. And I want to introduce my really good friend, um, Ivana McNeil. She is a wife, a mother, and she is a campus pastor and she has a wealth of leadership gold nuggets that she's going to bring today. So welcome, my friend. Oh, hello. Hello, dear friend. Thank you so much for having me online today. Oh, well, thank you so much for joining us in the spacious room. It's great. I love it. Hi, (laughs) everyone. So for um, the listeners at home, uh, just tell us who you are. And for me, it's if you know Ivana, you love Ivana. That's pretty Mm -hmm. much in a nutshell. But um, just you know who who you are as as a leader and 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 what's life looking like for you right now yeah sure well um as you said i'm a mom i'm a wife um yeah campus pastor and um been doing those journeys for a wee while now but truly uh, i guess when i describe myself I just like to say I'm a girl who loves the Lord Mm. and so wants to live for him uh, in whatever expression you know and season of life I'm in and um, yeah life takes lots of turns doesn't it that's for sure and we just want to do it well don't we We just want to love our God really well yeah Yeah. well I've known you for what 17 years I mean isn't that just crazy it's a long time (laughs) we've watched our children grow up and and now they're all adults and doing their thing and and yeah yeah, it's not that we've got any older at all though Ivana you know (laughs) we just not at all stay the same you know yeah that's it if I keep dyeing my hair that's it I've gone the whole uh, wisdom highlights you know what I'm saying you know so yeah maybe one day maybe maybe it's a journey in itself right you know (laughs) it's a journey it sure is (laughs) so we are not going to talk about hair colors we're actually going to be talking about Esther and how she became queen and what a fantastic book Esther is um if you're yeah. not a great reader it's it's a great place to start because it's not many chapters um, right. but it is such a rich story of um being prepared to take a stand and and yeah. how she laid her needs down for the sake of her people and mm. we can learn so much from Esther's leadership and her preparation and and this is what we're going to have a conversation about today um, yeah. and and I just want to when you when you read Esther what what was your first thoughts with the story because it's so rich in different facets of the story sure is so so what's your thoughts with the characters and the whole premise yeah. of the story yeah well I I think as um 
I reread Esther and I was listening uh, to the Bible being read to me. And you're right, it's not long. It's just 10 chapters. Um, so quite an easy read. But I was reminded again that Esther's story isn't a fairy tale story. Mm. You know, sometimes when you can think of Esther, you just think the glamorous queen, you know, yes, you know, she rose up for her people. But you forget that Esther was a real woman, a young girl who had suffered loss. You know, mm. the first part of her story is the loss of her father and mother. And um, I paused again and I was like, oh, gosh, I totally forgot that Esther had already you know, in her life story had suffered tragedy mm. and um, and loss and um, grieving, you know, what that would have looked like in that time for that young girl to have had that happen and um, just the richness then of her cousin Mordecai and, and, you know, as that story unfolds and we get to meet him um, in the writings of scripture and, and see how wise he was and what yes. kind of man he was and, what a big heart he had to take her in, you know, and raise her like one of his own daughters. And just, yeah, reading through those um, chapters again and looking at the different characters in the story, um, you can glean so much. And we really can. We can glean things that we could do in life and, and use that wisdom in our own lives. But then also the things that probably we shouldn't do, you know, mm. um, that aren't wise. Nah. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, and that's rich. just like you know the first few paragraphs, isn't it? You mm, know, mm. and that whole adoption and that yeah. that whole theme of we are being adopted into a a different family and the yeah. kingdom family, and yeah, that uh, yeah. all the facets of Mordecai actually raising. Yeah. Esther. You know, yeah. It, it's yeah. It, it, even oh, before God. she gets to the palace, you know, it's yeah. I mean, if we if we think about leadership, right? Sometimes mm. people look at their life story and the mess of what their life story may have been like, and write themselves off and say, "Well, I'll never, you know, amount to much. I'll never be able to be a leader because, mm. you know, I don't have that." Um, beautiful life story that just flows and you know I went from this to this to this to success if we yeah. call leadership like that success. x factor sort of leadership <laughs> yeah, thing yeah right. <laughs> but you know I this is what I love about scripture and the rawness of the life stories that we do uh, have the privilege to just get a little glimpse into that they're written real Yes. And it doesn't leave out the not so good parts of the story, you know. Yes. It wants us to feel. They, the writers of the scriptures want us to feel, um, you know, the grief in her story. You know, mm. at the moment we're looking at Esther, so they want us to feel that. They want us to see that life wasn't easy for this young girl. You know, they want us to see that there were a lot of things that were taken out of her control. They weren't her choice. It wasn't yes. her choice to go into the palace. No, you know, not at all. It wasn't yeah. her choice, you know, to have to then go and live with her cousin and be raised in a, in a different home even though it was family extended family you know um yeah and sometimes in life that's what it's like it's not always our choice and the leadership path isn't always our choice either no so yeah yeah, yeah. and it's that whole positioning isn't it Ivana you know mm -hmm. she mm -hmm. she was positioned with Mordecai and then yes. positioned in the palace and yes. and that's a leadership journey that you are positioned Mm -hmm, and placed mm -hmm. for the yeah. next part, you know, yeah. for the for eventually where you need to be, and yeah. God so orchestrates 
And when does. you when you look back on your own leadership journey, you go, mm, oh my mm. gosh, if I hadn't have met that person or done that, then I wouldn't That's have been right. there. And right or wrong, or or if yes. it goes pear shaped or it goes well, <laughs> yes. God uses it, doesn't he? He does. He does. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the thing, isn't it? You can't, I mean, we have to prepare and we've got to be wise in our lives as best as we can. But then also understanding that God, yeah, uses all things and works all things together for our good. And he'll use the brokenness or the mistakes or the mess or the tragedies to keep us on the path that he wants us to go, you know, line us up for the call that he's placed upon our lives. And this beautiful girl, Esther, started off her journey and um, she had no idea. She had no idea that she was going to become the queen and um, have to stand in the gap for so many people. Mm, Absolutely, yeah. And I think maybe if she did, she may have ran. Yes, if she'd have been told this is what's going to happen, that's the thing yeah. we want. We're like we want A, B, and C in our story, but it's like God's going. Yeah. If I tell you, you're gonna that's bolt. Right. You know, that's right. Yeah, we'll write ourselves off all the time. We will. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the fact mm-hmm. that she was an ordinary girl, you know, yeah, that just gives me yeah. comfort. <laughs> it's just oh, like you know, she yeah. wasn't born with a the right postcode or mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. none of that. She yeah. was just, like you said, thrust into a position that she's like, yeah. okay, I'm here now. What what do I do now, you know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. going Absolutely. through, uh, so so we get like Queen Vashti. So mm. she, um, you know, we write her off too a little bit. When we you do. read the story, she's this yeah. independent woman who goes, I am not dancing before the king. And it's, it, it's almost mm. like she's rebellious and yeah. she's this um, – but but really, if you, when it says she she want he wants to parade her beauty he before did. the nobles and Mm-mm. to wear a crown, mm. was it just the crown that she was going to wear, or you know, and that whole yeah. shaming and that whole culture of, if it was just going to be the crown, then mm. she's like, I'm not going to parade in front of these drunken mob, and you That's know, right. I don't I don't care if you're my husband and you're the the, the king. That's right. You know, so I so I think we can go. Oh yeah, Queen Vashti has to go. So Esther comes mm. in, but but really, mm. if you really read the scripture, mm. you think how would if if you were Queen Vashti and mm. she she obviously was a leader because she's in that queen position. Right. Mm. How would you feel? You know, how would That's you? That's right. That's right. I mean, just rereading the story and seeing what kind of party this was and how long they had been partying for and where he's the king's like, don't limit their drinking. They can drink as much as mm. they want. And I was the same. I was like, <laughs> I don't quite know if I would have wanted to go and walk, you know, in front of them parading myself. Yeah. Um, regardless of what they wanted her to do or how, I was like, Maybe, maybe I would have been the same. Maybe I would have said, no way, like you're all just drunk and, you know, I don't want all that happening, you know. And, yeah, yeah my heart goes out to her as well, absolutely. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Another woman, you know, in the story, um, yeah, where men, I guess, can do whatever they wanted to do at that time. Mm, so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah and yeah. the whole cultural aspect yeah. of it. And yes. and but for obviously in the story context for Queen Vashti to say no I'm not doing it 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 mm. sort of said the king you know he his um, advisors were like well if if yeah. the people see the queen saying no to you they're going to totally rebel as well so he yeah. had that his position to um, of course of leadership to to um, 
what's the word um just to insulate and and yeah. and uh look after that's right protect yeah if yeah, that's yeah. the word i'm looking for protect yeah. yes yeah yeah, <laughs> so, yeah absolutely yeah so so we'll move on on a little bit with the story um mm. so esther's made queen um mm. But you know what stuck out for me, Ivana? I don't know whether it did for you, but but she mm. is placed under the care of Higai, if, if yes. you pronounce that well, the king's eunuch. Yes. And he's in charge of all the women and she has all these beauty treatments and that. And then the preparing mm-hmm. of her mm. for, for to meet the king. And yes. then, um, but but she listens to him. Yes, she does. You know, she yes. really does... Um, she she really does listen to what what cause, I mean it took a long time to get to the king because obviously he it had is. a lot of concubines and that's yeah. what they did in them days and um, yeah but but just that um, preparing again yeah. uh, to lay her needs down to go yeah. what what does the king want what what do I yeah. bring to him when it, it's my turn to go and and that's there's wisdom in that you know like you talked about wisdom before mm-hmm. there's such a wisdom in that. There is. And I think in part of Esther's preparation, her relationship with Mordecai, it says that she listened to his counsel. You know, when he said, don't disclose um, the family that you're from or your heritage. Um, And she listened. Like, she didn't go into that um, harem and the palace boasting about who she was and everything that was going on in her life and where she's come from. Mm. She listened to Mordecai and leaned into his wisdom. And here, like you've just expressed, again, we see that playing out with the eunuch where she leans in and listens to his wisdom and counsel. Mm. So I think she was already, you know, had ears to hear and an eye to see, you know, and look for that. And um, and it found her favour, you know. Yep, it goes absolutely. on, doesn't it, to express how he really um, took care of her and he made sure she was cared for and um, treated well and she had um, women attending to her. And, yeah, I was like, wow, wisdom can draw that, you know, um, into your life when you've got ears to hear and eyes to see. You'll draw wisdom and, and wise people around you um, because you're always leaning in and you're always trying to learn and remembering that you don't know it all it doesn't matter what level of leadership you're on you do not know it all we're all learning we're all growing and we can learn from one another and um yeah god surrounds us then with wise voices Mm, yeah absolutely absolutely and it and it was definitely training ground for her yeah yeah because even when she becomes queen the scripture says that she continues to follow the wisdom of Mordecai Mm. so even when she got the position that leadership position she didn't then you know clap her hands and say okay Mordecai enough now like I'm now queen you listen to me you do what I say yeah she continued to lean and, and have an ear to hear his wisdom throughout all of her journey she did, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That that uh, humility that wasn't yeah. like I'm a lowly worm, you know. It yeah. was more humility of yeah, I've got this position now, and mm. I need to mm-hmm. steward it well. Yeah, you know that's yeah. that's leadership as well. Um, it's not about titles, and it's not about no, no. It, it's actually about the like we're talking, you know, the laying down the needs. 
yeah. for the sake of others. And she did. Mm-hmm. She's, she, I mean, she even says in scripture, you know, she says um, she didn't ask for anything special when she was going to see yeah. the king. She took yep. only what Haggai suggested and yeah. he knew what was best. That's right. Yep, that's right. That's right. And I love that, like just seeing how she just in wisdom doesn't rush ahead. Mm. Uh, you know, um, she just leans back and then goes, okay, what should I do here? What's the next right thing for me to do? And, yeah. um, and he advises her and she listens to that and takes that on and yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and if you're listening to this and you, and you go in, I need to take the next right step. Mm-mm. I think sometimes we can be frozen and, and go, what is the right step? But, but really, mm-hmm. if you, if you know you're in the will of God and you, and you just keep in one foot in front of the other um, yeah. I mean you talk about faith steps and um, mm-hmm. and and it's just doing one step at a time you know? yeah and, and yeah. because we would get overwhelmed if God said well actually I've got all this for you and you've got to build your character and and work mm-hmm. into all this mm-hmm. and this is mm-hmm. how you're going to become a leader and you're like oh you know if you knew all that you mm. wouldn't take the step no, no, that's right. That's right. And everything was being used uh, for her shaping and preparation and um, forming of a character and, and all of that. And and we just see Esther as a woman um, who was just moldable. You know, she just kept moving forward. And because there were uncertain times for her, she had no idea that uh, when she did go stand before the king, if she would at all um, win favour with him. So, yeah. Um, she, yeah, she just had to keep doing whatever the next right thing was. And um, and when her opportunity came, uh, just to be confident in that she's done everything she could to prepare, she's leaned in, she sought wisdom, and she just moves forward in that, trusting however it plays out. Absolutely, yeah, because mm-hmm. um, all the characters in the story – Mm. They count on the king's favor. They do because yeah. you've you've got. I mean, you've got the baddie Haman. You know, yeah. who's who's yeah. not wanting Mordecai to. He, he doesn't mm. like him. He wants to get rid of him, um, yeah. and that's how this all starts. Um, yeah. And and you've you've got the the eunuchs who are underneath the king. You've got Esther. Mm-hmm. You've got mm-hmm. Mordecai. Um, yeah. Even Vashti. You know, she. They yeah. were all under the king's favor. That's um, right. And whether he said yes or no, because he had the power to to, to get rid of them all, put them to death, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. so um, it, it really, when you break down the story and go how much power kings had then, yeah. Um, yeah. it was so brave for yeah. Esther to go and, and oh, present yeah. herself to the king. And if he doesn't put out that golden scepter, yeah. she, she's done for. And her yeah. people, you know, not just yeah. her. That's right. Um, you know, but we're leaping ahead of the story because she goes to Mordecai and she's mm. like, you know, what what do I do? And he does that famous line, <laughs> you know, maybe you've been here for such a time as this, you That's know. Right. But she, he even says to her, you know, and he's quite mm. candid with her, mm. don't think that you're safe just because yes. you're a queen. Yes, yes. That's right. And that just is a glimpse into their relationship that – he didn't hold back either just because now she'd come into um, the status of a queen and that leadership role. Mm. Uh, he was still able to be her wise voice. Yeah. 
um, yes. you know, uh, when everything was happening and now all this upheaval had happened and there was so much uncertainty. It said people were unsettled by the news, you know, of this plot and this plan. And um, here he comes, you know, sending these messages to Esther. And her first, um, I loved her first response where she's like, you know, like just telling Mordecai, don't you know that if, if I, the king hasn't called for me and if I approach without being called, basically I could die, yeah. you know? Yeah. And and then he responds, of course, back with that famous um, passage of scripture. And and I was just, I chuckled to myself because I'm like, she's like, hey, Mordecai, don't push this on me. Like that's, yes. a, that's a lot of pressure right now. I'm already in this unfamiliar place. Yes, I've been here a while and I'm learning the ways and the customs and what I should do and shouldn't do. And But this is still foreign to me. And now you're saying, you know, hey, this now is going to rest upon you going before the king yes. on the behalf of all these people. That's a lot of pressure. It is, yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, Ivana, is when yeah. you, you touched on it before when you said, am I um, – I'm not cut out to be a leader. Yeah, yeah. And and when you are being given the mantle as a leader and you say, yeah, mm. you can have a leadership position, Mm-mm. there's that part of you going, I don't know whether I'm ready for this. Yeah. The stretching <laughs> and the, someone asks you to yeah. do something, it's like, I don't know. You know, you, you count yeah. yourself out every time Absolutely. and go, I don't know whether I'm qualified to do this. And it's like God's going, yeah. I have chosen you. Yes. You are the person to do this job. You know, because yeah. that famous line, Esther 4, 14, but, it, but he says mm. at the start, for if you remain silent at this time, mm. you know, everyone's going to perish. And, and, yeah. and in my own leadership, and, and probably mm. in yours as well, Ivan, you can mm. talk into this, there's times in leadership when sometimes we've seen an injustice or seen something happen and we remain silent, believing yes. we're going to be okay. Yes. But really what Mordecai pushes back on Esther and says, no, you're in it too. Yeah, that's right. And, and that's this, right. a person's going to arise from another place and, mm-hmm. and, and help these people. And that's where it comes in. Self-preservation and that spirit of fear kicks in mm-hmm. and, that, and, and you operate out of a leadership of fear rather than faith then. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you, and you're right. I think we would always write ourselves off and say we're not ready yet. We haven't you know, learned enough or experienced enough or studied enough or, but I have found that over the years, often you don't necessarily go searching out leadership roles or positions or opportunities. No. Uh, it's thrust upon you. You know, sometimes it's just because you've been faithful in what you've been doing. And God now says through circumstances, now's the time. Now's mm. the time for you to find your voice or go and do that thing that you've been putting off or try a new thing or what or whatever it is. You know, it can be anything. Leadership can take many um has many faces, you know, and opportunities. And for Esther, it was now is your time, Esther. You have got to rise and be that voice for the the ones that can't approach the king, that don't even have an opportunity to come anywhere near to plead their case. And um, and I yeah, I loved her first hesitation because that's real. That's yeah, you know, inside of her, she's like, no way, I, I no, yes. don't ask me to do this. Yeah. I could die. This is costly. Yeah. Uh, I didn't sign up for that, you know. She's like, hey, I didn't fill in the 
code of conduct contract to say oh, I'm gonna <laughs> Where did I sign up for that? I know, where <laughs> where was that? You know? And then it's like, you know, when he comes back with that beautiful um declaration, I was just like, she would have just I, I believe God just opened her up and said, Esther, that's right, you've been positioned for such a time as this. Mm. I knew this was gonna play out in the life of the Jews. I knew that there was gonna be an en- enemy that was gonna rise to try to wipe them out again. Mm. And here we are. You're the voice, you're the girl that I've chosen for this time. And um I just love that I, I think she leaned into the writer of her story. She's, you know, maybe she had the glimpses of all the life that she had lived you know with the tragedy of the loss of her parents and then the beautiful heart of her cousin opening up his home and heart to her and raising her like a daughter and Mm. the wisdom that he spoke on her life but then being taken away from that you know and and thrust into this harem and thrust into this other unknown world uh, you know that she wasn't familiar with and and then having to navigate what that looked like in uncertainty and but seeing how you know God continued to look after her you know and she did find favor in that place and in that room and uh yeah i just think it was at that point that she's like well god you're the writer of my story i'm going to keep trusting you because you know she then comes back to Mordecai and says all right I want you to fast. I want all these ones to fast. And you know what? I don't just want you to do it. I'm going to fast. Yes. And my girls are going to fast as well. So she wasn't like putting something out to say, okay, you've all now got to do this. Mm. It was like, I'm in this as well. I This is going to cost me. And I, I'm going to fast and believe as well. And then I'll do the brave. Then I will move forward in yep. what, you know, the unknown, because it was still unknown as to whether she would have that gold scepter lifted to her as an acceptance to come forward and approach the king or not. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, she set the tone, didn't she? You know, she's like, is it right for the people or right for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, a leader does that, you know. It, It gets to the point, what do they say, when push comes to shove, you've just got to go, okay, God. I, you know, I'm trusting you. Mm. I can't see how this is all going to play out, but I do need to rise. I do need to stand up. I do need to be the leader you've called me to be at this time and um, help me. (laughs) And I love that pause. I mean, she paused. Mm. She did a pause. She's like, I'm not rushing though. Uh, We're going to pause. We're going to fast. We're going to call God into this. Yes. You know, it's funny. I think I've heard people refer that Esther is one of the books that you don't actually hear a reference to God. No, um, that's right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the call to fast is absolutely a, an insight for us to go, yeah, they've gone, okay, pause. <laughs> we need yeah. to go to the one. We need to deny our flesh and we've got to, you know, really settle ourselves and go to God and yield and say, okay, we're going to deny the flesh. We're going to, we want to lean in and hear what you've got to say in this situation, mm. God. Yeah. And, and we need to and remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's saying, I, I'm, I'm, this is serious, God. I yeah. need an answer. <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> absolutely that's right yeah and um I've been I've, I've had many leaders books um mm. and you I'm sure you do too Ivana mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. but I I've uh I've read uh Leaders Eat Last which is Simon Simon Sinek's book um okay. it's not a Christian book but it's so good and yeah. he just says in it he talks about um because the Leaders Eat Last is about Marines um in the corps they the officers eat last and they let all the other um ranks eat first mm-hmm. and that's where the premise comes from but he says in it the true price of leadership 
is mm. the willingness to place the needs of others above your own. Great mm. leaders care about those they are privileged to lead and understand that the true cost of the leadership privilege comes at the mm. expense of self-interest. Me becomes we. Yeah. And yeah. It's, and it's that self-interest and that self-preservation that unfortunately mm. some leaders cling a lot onto, you know, and it's like, well, it's right for me, but not right for the people. And mm. and and Esther just teaches us that mm. and when you said she she puts on a brave, you know, she she becomes mm. brave and, and it and it would not have been easy. And sometimes the no. decisions that you make, you think yeah. self-interest would be so much sweeter it would be so much easier Mm. but is that going to help the people that's right that's right and and having a heart like that as a leader to remember that there are people on the other side of our obedience of our sacrifice of us saying yes of us rising up and um understanding that it does cost us something but it's so worth it like It's the thing that gets you through when it's darkest of days and, you know, you just can't see ahead of you or um, lots of things are happening out of your control and you're just not sure or there's a betrayal and you don't understand why and you're grieving, you know, or things don't work and, and you're like, what's going on? I've done all that I can do. Again, um, I just think the Holy Spirit is so beautiful in the way he brings comfort and strength. If we continue to look to him and we continue again to remember the why, the biggest why mm. of what we, everything that we're doing, you know, why are we doing it? And it is truly about loving God and loving people. And to love means sacrifice. To love, it costs us. You know, it's not comfortable often. Mm. Leadership is not comfortable, you know. Um, And if that's why people are coming into leadership, I'd say just don't. Just don't do it for that reason because it's not. It's not what it's made out to be in the no, sense It's not of, glamorous. <laughs> it's not it's not the Instagram. It's not no, you know No uh, Esther won favor at times in her life, but she also had hand in hand tragedy and sacrifice and um not being able to see clearly and you know, having to make hard decisions in the midst of it all. And that is life and that is leadership. It's a whole mixed bag, but we must remember absolutely that there are people on that other side of us saying yes and rising up and, you know, getting up again, they say, and doing it again and going forward or being the one who shows up when nobody else is showing up or, you know, being the one who's faithful, uh, prayerful, uh, I don't know how many times, because people need you to do that. You know, mm. I remember one time one person showed up to something that we had going on and they were like, I wasn't going to come, but I'm so glad that you guys were here, you know. And mm. not many people came, but I remember the impact that it had had on this particular person and I was so grateful. I was like, that's what it's about. Like, yes. we just keep showing up. We mm. just keep laying your life down and... And I don't mean to make that out like it's a light, easy thing because it is not. You know, there are tears and there's um, sacrifice and cost to it all. Yes. Um, but it, it is worth it. Absolutely. Just, yeah, yes. yeah. And that's the thing. When you talk about, um, you know, you just keep showing up. Mm. The the part with Mordecai when, um, you know, mm. Haman's saying um, <clears throat> he – because Mordecai helped the king – 
way back yes. in the Chronicles yeah, when he right. pulls it up and his story. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but he never got any recognition for it. He did. Yet he still did the right thing. Mm-hmm. And it that's didn't right. play out until way down the track. That's right. That the king said, oh, read this story to me. And he's like, Mordecai, what, he, he helped um, stop me be assassinated. You know, he, yeah. he foiled the plot. Yeah. And it sort yeah. of added to his character. Yet he... He he never got recognised for it, and it, but he still did it. So That's you know, right. if you if you want to be recognised continuously as a leader, yeah, it's great when you are recognised. But mm. like you said, if you, if that's the motive, if that's mm. the why behind why you want to be a leader, yeah, then it's it it's going to be even harder to mm-hmm. to walk that road. That's right. I mean, even in that story. Um, when Esther, you know, went back with the report of what Mordecai had revealed, she made sure that he was noted and credited for that. Mm. So in those writings, it was noted down that Mordecai was the one who revealed about the spies um, that were going to poison the king. Uh, And I love that Esther didn't claim that for herself, even though she reported what Mordecai had said. Mm. She made sure that he got that credit in the writings, even though he wasn't um, awarded at the time or noted at the time. Uh, she made sure it got down in those chronicles as Mordecai had revealed who um, these enemies of the king were. And I was just like, that's another thing a leader does. They don't take credit for other people's um triumphs and um, things that they you know accomplishments they make sure that they champion others and they say hey that was so and so that did that isn't that great you know Mm. to see that um Mm. you know when it all comes together and those um yeah perpetrators are captured and everything's settled that the glory doesn't come to us we absolutely love it when it goes to the other people you know where we can champion them and say well done you've done really well in that yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. and in the preparing, you know, we were talking mm. about being prepared to take a stand. Um, mm. You know, Haman was on the total opposite side because he was oh. a leader too. He was on yes. the opposite side and he yes. was, they're all being prepared. So mm-hmm. Mordecai was being prepared, yes. Esther was being prepared mm-hmm. and Haman was then being prepared. I mean, obviously yes. being prepared to go the gallows. <laughs> that he, <laughs> yes. he was like, what? <laughs> you know, yeah. um, but, but the whole, how his, um, stance of oh I'm I'm being mm. invited to the king and the queen and mm-hmm, then it's just mm-hmm. a it's just a secluded little banquet and they're doing it for yes. me because I'm so wonderful and look how great I am and and you know yes. that he really was showing his heart he was and yeah. and his and his loathing for Mordecai and what he would the lengths he would go to and even his wife you know he goes back to his family and he tells them all I'm going to be invited to and she's like oh you make sure you do this and you do this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. like, wow! Even just that in itself—that's right—is is something to to pull apart and have a look at, you know. And, and right. say, Haman never laid his own needs down for the sake no. of others. No, no, it wasn't even in his vocabulary. It was just, how can I keep building? you know, my name and my status and that I could be um, seen and noted. And, um, yeah, that that's what I mean, the characters within the story. We can learn the good from and the mm. not so good, you know. And um, it really did show his heart how it was all about him and um, anyone that seemed to come up against him, even in the slightest. It wasn't just that he wanted to take Mordecai out. It went beyond that where he's like, 
right, he's a Jew. We're going to take all of the Jewish yeah. race out. And I'm like, that is so extreme. Mm. What hatred he had. Um, yeah, and how it just made him totally lose any sense of wisdom or focus and he was just driven by it wasn't he it so. was it, it, it was me all the time never a we wasn't yes. it <laughs> no yeah. absolutely yep absolutely. and then and then I just love how Queen Esther mm. just turns it all around and and even how the king goes how would you how would you mm. honour someone who did this for you? Mm. And he's thinking it's him all along. And he's like, oh, well, I'd do this and this and this. And he's like, well, yeah. go and get Mordecai because that's what's going to happen. <laughs> and yeah. you can imagine Haman's face is like, you know, Absolutely. what has just happened? I've just <laughs> set my enemy up to be honoured and all that. And it just everything... Um, and and if you've got a me mentality with leadership, eventually mm. it's just gonna it's just gonna crash on your head. You know, it's it's Absolutely. you're not gonna have that longevity and no. that favor and and all that. And and yeah, yeah, we make mistakes. And I mean, even in my own leadership, I mean, years ago yeah. you gave me some advice. I didn't listen. Mm. <laughs> uh, you know, let's be what? honest. I didn't listen. Ended up writing a book, wounded on the run, and the rest is history, you know. Um, but but through the trials and the mm. and the and the valleys and yes. and the uh, the wrestling and the character building and yep. and the actually learning the true price of leadership, mm. paying the price, learning to count the cost. Yes. And now now I'm a little bit more mature in my leadership. <laughs> I, I totally come to, to you and yeah. go, you know, hey, the, the, I need some wise counsel here. I need, I need mm. some help. I'm going to listen this time. Yeah. You know? and, and in leadership, we, we do do the doozies and go, yeah, well, I didn't yeah. listen, but all this happened. Yeah. Um, but you can totally learn from it too. But, but I you think if, if you're listening and you have some really great mm. people around you, listen to them and listen to their wise counsel and and mm. and sort of glean into it it's not necessarily saying what you're saying is that's what i've got to do but mm. but if we shut our mind off it mm. you know we can that's go right. through trials that we probably didn't need to that's right that's <laughs> right i mean you, it's it's true. It, hey, as long as we're growing and learning, like I love it that God never gives up on us. So oh, he, you know, for that. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm so grateful for that. But I mean, even if like looking at Haman's life and he was so desperate, you know, it was all about him and, and all of that. But even at the end there, um, when his wife sort of says to him, if you really going to go up against this Mordecai, it's like it's not going to work out for you. Mm. So he's a he's a woman sharing some wisdom, going, Haman, no, this isn't going to work out. This is obviously things are turning around and it's not looking good, and it's not going to work out for you. And then all of a sudden, it says the attendants came to take Haman, you know, off to the banquet. Yeah. And um, and I'm thinking, I wonder, you know, he wouldn't even at that point have gone. This is a terrible idea. This is not good. I've got to somehow, you know change what I say before the king and the queen you know almost like hey you know how I had that thing against Mordecai and the Jews you know I think we should just drop that <laughs> yeah but no he, you know let's he take still... those gallows down one yeah, plank at a time yeah still obviously relentless <laughs> he was yes and and I'm like 
I wonder what would have happened if maybe he entered that room and that banquet with a whole different uh, perspective, you know, and thought, no, I, I've really, I've gone, you know, astray. Way and too far, yeah. Way, yeah, like yeah. I've got to pull it around. I've got to turn this around. Mm. And um, But he didn't. And um, Well, that's the thing with me leadership, yeah. isn't it? It's a pride yeah. thing. You're like, well, I can't back yeah. down now because I'm, I'm going to end up with egg on my face. And it's that whole self-interest again coming, going, yeah. well, well it, it, I'm going to look bad now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, that's right. And and you know, looking into Haman's life, you know, I was like, okay, well, where in my life am I not celebrating people in my world that maybe I disagree with or I have had, you know, a clash of whatever, you know, um do I celebrate them? Mm. Or am I like Haman when Mordecai, you know, got on the horse and the ring and the robe and all the rest and people cheering him? Uh, do I, am I walking around? I can just picture Haman's face of disgust, you know, like. <laughs> horror. Well, it does I, say I Haman was mortified in scripture. Yeah. And I'm like, mate, he was. Yeah. But I mean, where are we like that? You know, because sometimes we can try to look for ourselves in Esther or in Mordecai or. but you know, All the good guys. Gotta, yeah. Yeah. We've got to look. We've <laughs> got to look to see is there a bit of Haman in me you know Mm. and where is it and God help me you know um, show me if there is any of that because I don't want ever it to be that I'm driven um, out of ego or you know status or um, you know pulling others down you know all of that I don't want any of that in me that's not Jesus that's not who we're loving and wanting to be like in in anything that we do um yeah mm-hmm. so I think Haman you know let's not read past him or judge him too quickly let's go how what what part of Haman's in me <laughs> yeah and it's it's yeah. like bookending because it finishes with yeah. Haman but it starts with Queen Vashti you know what yeah. I mean so those two yeah. characters you can totally yeah. yes like you said dismiss them but really yeah. can we learn from them too Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a lot we can learn from them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So um, as we wrap up, because um, mm. I could talk to you forever, Ivana. <laughs> um, we could. <laughs> um, but it's that whole what is God preparing you for? And, yeah. um, I mean, A.W. Tozer, I'll do a quote again from his book, yep. The Crucified Life. It says, the only Christians you want to listen to are the ones who give you more of a hunger for God. And that is you, Ivana. You, you, when you, um, spend life, do life with you, Mm. you, you give someone a hunger for God and because you hunger for God Mm. and, and I mean, just, just sort of when we wrap up, just Mm. this whole being prepared to take a stand and laying your needs down for others and, and what is it God is preparing us for? And Mm. it's maybe not as big as what Esther's doing, Mm. But it could be something that's so important in God's eyes. Mm. Um, um, what are your thoughts on on just the whole story in itself and that whole laying your own self interest down and it's a and it's a we instead of a me? What what is your thoughts? Mm. Oh, you're very kind with your words towards me. By the way, that's really beautiful, and um, thank you. Uh, I just. Uh, Esther just reminds me again that God is faithful in all of our stories and uh, he's created us for purpose 
and a good work. Mm. And it doesn't always look good, though, when we're journeying out our stories. Uh, But just continue to lean in and trust him, trust the writer of your story, that he doesn't make mistakes and that even though we're in this now and not yet in the in-between of, you know, um, having the fulfillment of all that Jesus completed for us, Mm. that he is right here with us. He was right there with Esther and Mordecai and all of them at that time and orchestrating their lives. And and I always say like bumping them a little bit to the left or the right. They just didn't know that it was the hand of God. And in our lives, it's the same. You know, we've had things happen in our journeys that haven't been so great. And sometimes we don't understand why. Mm. But uh, keep asking the Lord to continue to show you, you know, what he's forming and shaping within you. And our prayer is always that more of Jesus and less of us, you know, that we look more and more like him. We begin to think like him and live out our lives like him. And um, that's a high call for all of us. We're all called, um, you know, uh, for great things in God. Uh, I heard someone say the other day, if you've got a pulse, you've got a purpose. (laughs) And I loved that because I'm like, absolutely. And uh, no, not one of us is living a greater story than another. Mm. It's your story and, and the part that God's got you to play, the chapter out of the larger story that he's asked you to play and live out. Uh, let's do it well and let's do it uh, seeking God's wisdom humbly um, before him, not thinking uh, that we need to know it all before we can step out in it. We've got to just know and get to love more and more our God and the writer of that story. Because when we do, when those big faith moments come, it's easier for you to hold his hand and walk across than to try to jump across on your own. So keep his hand in yours and just keep leaning in and asking him, show me, Lord, you know who I am. You see me inside out. You know my weaknesses. You know how you form me, but just help me in this time. And so whatever area of life you find yourself in season of life, God is good. Just know that he will use uh, whatever it is that's in your hand to be a blessing for the kingdom. And, you know, what we do in our lives matters. It doesn't just impact ourselves. It impacts those around us. And so um, big or small, doesn't matter. Just trust God. Be faithful in that. And um, let's just see, hey, how our stories unfold. Ah, mm. oh, love it. Love <laughs> it. Well, thank you so much, my friend. Um, the nuggets of wisdom is you can make a gold ring out of it in the past 40 odd minutes. So yeah, it's been beautiful to talk to you. Thank you so much for joining me in the spacious room. I love you. I love doing life with you. And um, yeah, I just um, pray that um, the listeners listening, that Mm. something has just clicked and gone. Yep. I'm going to get into Esther. I'm going to read the story and Mm. I am going to learn to prepare to take a stand yeah. And, and lay my needs down just to help, not not mm-hmm. always necessarily the masses, but just someone, no. just yes. help someone else. Yes. So, yes. so thank you, my friend. Thank you. And um, thanks for listening. And mm. I will catch you all next time on the Leaders Talk Spacious Room podcast. Thanks for listening. To catch all the latest from me, you can subscribe to my website, thebigvoiceonline.com or follow me on Instagram, Wendy J. Parker Writer. See you soon.